Yo, 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 what's up? We are back again, Hoops and Brews. Um, has is this the first one since the new year? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Oh, well, I mean, I, I feel like I, I think so. I feel like after I feel like after you get to like uh uh January's seventh, you can't tell nobody happy new year no more. Uh <laughs> but yeah, because, <laughs> but because I haven't seen you well, well, I haven't we haven't spoken to you guys since it was 2022 happy new year i hope your uh festivities were great and i hope your new year um got off to a great start uh joe how you been brother i've been pretty good uh this rain been cooking me i've been hiding i was actually driving last night through some of the rain it's pretty crazy out here i never seen been i ain't seen it like this in over like at least five six seven years or whatever but i mean i'm i'm solid I'm i don't think video. i've ever i don't think i've ever seen rain like this in LA before, and I've almost lived here a decade. I've never like it like it thundered last night. It was thunder and lightning last, yeah, in the valley. I mean, it was like granted, granted, it was like one thing of like lightning. It wasn't like actual thunder and lightning. Like it wasn't a thunderstorm, but I definitely saw thunder. I'm like, yo, is this th what? What? Excuse me, I'm not. not so I saw lightning. I'm like, yo, what is going on? Where am I? Am I in fucking Seattle right now, bro? What's up? Yes, well. Uh, it's flooding in places and stuff. Yeah, I was driving the speed limit last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, yo, yo, like, like earlier when I walked out of my house, it was like a, it looked like a fucking pool in the street. That's why it's a lot of those across the city right now. Pools, yeah. little dips, all that. Yeah, for real, for real, yeah, uh, for sure. But let's start off with, I guess, some of the, uh, some, some of the, I guess, um, newest news today uh there has been a report that steph curry is returning to action tonight um the warriors play the timberwolves they played them on tnt it's a primetime game um steph has missed what the last probably what month month and a half um pretty much yeah i know maybe a month and a half right yeah like pretty much he went around the same time as ad yeah, yeah, he missed the last month. Yeah, facts, because my fantasy team has been... Uh, by the way, Seth is coming back to save my fantasy team the week I'm playing you, and he's coming back to the... Uh, uh, to the Wait, uh, in which... In the Super League? No, 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 no. So, yeah, but anyway, Steph is uh, back. Obviously, good news for the um, Warriors. Uh, as the Warriors sit right now, the Warriors are in the conference. I am pulling up NBA.com to look. The Warriors sit. They actually sit six, so they're, so they're currently out of the play-in. They sit six in the conference. They are directly at 500 at 20 and 20. Um I mean, what do you think this means for the Warriors? Also, uh, can you, I guess, give a outlook on the rest of the season for the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, I think this is going to be huge for the Warriors. This should be what jump starts their pretty much their title run. They need to. I think they. I don't think. I think. I don't think they want to have anything to do with the play-in moving forward. I think that they Steph out being out was kind of a blessing in disguise. I feel like you know you saw Clay average the most points we've seen him average since like 2018. He had a game where he had 45, right? Something like that. He had, like he that. Had a game winner, if I'm correct. He was at, he was just Steph. I, mean, I think uh, Clay took advantage of this. He was finding his rhythm. Draymond stepped more into a playmaking role. Poole got to uh, get more shots up. And I think that that was really a blessing. This guys guys got to find their rhythm. And, and I feel like now is just when they hit the ground running. I, I, I sense a very dominant stretch from the Warriors coming up soon. And they will remind us once again why they won a championship last year and why they are the most successful franchise in the league over the past decade without – Unanimously, without a doubt. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm with all that. Obviously, they traded water. Like, I, you know, I think when I think when Steph went down, they were well, I think tenth in the conference, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been able to trade water. I think at one point in time, they won like four or five straight games. I know they lost two in a row here, uh, but it didn't get. And then, luckily for them, nobody in the West has really broken out like we're the team. Like everybody is still kind of. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, you got the Nuggets and Grizzlies and Pelicans, but. The Pelicans have had their injury concerns. I mean, the Grizzlies have, you know, the Grizzlies are the Grizzlies, but the Nuggets are the Nuggets. Um, the Mavericks have were were on a solid little um were, were on a um, win streak, but the Clippers have had their struggles. The Suns have um had their struggles. We we will get Definitely. into that, but nobody has really broken out in, in, in um 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 in the uh um in the uh, conference. So basically, they're still right there in the thick of things. Like when I look at their record, they're twenty and twenty. They could realistically finish shit four fifth. I mean, I don't think they'll end up winning the conference unless they go on some like cataclysmic run. But like, they could realistically finish fourth. You know, I think what last year they finished third. What or was it second last year? I'm pretty sure it was second, right? Oh no, it's third because Memphis had second. They they didn't have home credit advantage against Memphis, right? Yeah, they were third. Yeah. Memphis, Memphis was second, Phoenix first. <laughs> yeah, so they can be in like a situation kind of like what they were last year. I think. Um, and then also, it's not just stuff like Wiggins was hurt as well. So I think the Warriors are. Oh, yeah, okay. I think the Warriors are at a position like what they've played 40 games. So basically, you see, it's, it's actually always funny because people say that the all-star break is like the halfway point of the season really is King Day. Dr. King Day is pretty much like the halfway point of the season. Once you get to King Day, most teams have played about 43, 44, 45 games. Again, they're pretty much have their whole roster back. Um basically at the halfway point um of the season, they have 42 games left. And again, We'll see what they do. Luckily for Steph, granted, obviously he's a shooter, but wasn't it his left shoulder and not his right shoulder, if I'm not mistaken? Mm-hmm. I think it was his left shoulder. Also, luckily for him, it wasn't a lower extremity injury. So I don't think you have to worry about, you know, him getting his stamina. Like, I'm, you know, sure he was up moving around, still training, but still be able to, you know, get on the uh, treadmill. So luckily you don't have to worry about those things. But, yeah, I wish you. And also I think it – Puts people obviously it puts people back like in their um, actual places. And yes, you're right. Clay got a chance to you know really shoot as much as I mean Clay was gonna shoot as much as he wanted to shoot regardless. But he really got a chance to shoot as much as he wanted really to shoot. Got, he really got. <laughs> he really really got a chance to shoot as as as, as much as he wanted to shoot. Um, Jordan Poole got to handle the ball more. That was a good and bad thing at times. Um, but but he still got to do it more. Um, I think he's in a better rhythm now than where he was at the uh, beginning, um, of the season. And I think that. I was never one that made too much of the Warriors' struggles. I mean, I think that they were maybe a little bit disinterested. Um, you know, this is a pretty veteran-laid team. We're not pretty. It's a very veteran-laid team um, um, at this point. I don't think you really get up for those early December, you know, late November games. I think now they're starting to round it um, into shape. And, I mean, hey, even, even like a guy like Iggy. Iggy is back playing basketball now. So, they pretty much got all their guys. But, I mean, granted, I don't know what – Iggy has left or what Iggy's going to do. I have zero idea, but that's just me saying that they're at a point now in which they have all of their guys back. Guys can go back into their um, rightful places and they getting their guys back at a very good time. They're 20 and 20 tonight will be their What 41st game. So literally at the halfway point of the season where they have literally at the halfway point of the season, they're getting all the guys back, which I think um, bodes well for them. Yeah, I feel you. But like um Ron was in the comments right now, he said this the uh this the trash warriors. Like right now, they're basically like they're very vulnerable, like as compared to the teams in the past. Like they just they aren't really that great and like it's kind of wide open right now, but they do still have a chance. Luckily for them, nobody else is that great. 
When you look at the Western Conference, who do you say like, oh yeah, this team is just unbeatable? There's nobody you're looking at like that. Even though the, the Mavericks, have, I mean, the, not the Mavericks, the Nuggets have been looking great as of late, eight and two in their last ten. Memphis finally got a, caught a rhythm. Yeah, but, I mean, but, it's nobody that's invincible. I feel I can't. Yeah, see. like do you? Yeah, like me, I still have questions about the Nuggets. Um, I still think number one, Jokic's defense against a team like the Warriors when he has to defend that pick and roll will still be an issue. Uh, I've said for years, I think that in order to maximize um the Nuggets, you need somebody like you need in theory what Jonathan Isaac was supposed to become right next to Jokic. I like Aaron Gordon, but I don't think Aaron Gordon has the capacity defensively uh, to offset Jokic's defensive uh, deficiencies. Now, granted, that may not matter. Even if you go back to the uh, first round last year when the Warriors and um, Nuggets played, yes, they got swept, but it wasn't like they got cooked in every game. They didn't go out there and get cooked. Now, granted, obviously, Steph was coming back off injuries, coming off the bench, whatever, but it wasn't like they went out there and got cooked. So maybe, you know, I'm – um, I, I, I am overstating it too much. The Grizzlies, shout out the Grizzlies. I just don't think they can beat the Warriors in the actual playoff series. I still think they need somebody else who can go out, who can go out there and get their own bucket consistently. I could be wrong, but hey, who knows? The Mavericks, like just and did just when I look at the conference, the conference has so many questions that again, like with the Warriors, if I gotta put my money on somebody right now, I still might put it on the Warriors to at least come out the conference personally. So um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can leave it there for Steph. Shout out, Steph. Uh, glad to see you back playing basketball, brother, especially because you're on my fantasy team. You have come back to save the day. You have come back to save the day. Now, if I get Andy Davis come back, I can go back to consistently winning fantasy basketball matchups. But moving on to a team that I covered, um, to a team I actually don't disagree with that. The Nuggets, Jared Vanderbilt is a guy that I think could be great on the Nuggets. Shout out uh, Ronald for saying that. I actually do agree with that. Uh, that is actually a guy that, that, that if you play 2K, he's always in like the defensive player of the year things when you play 2K. So I actually do fully, fully, uh, yes, I agree with that. But Clippers, six game, losing streak. Um, I'll let you go first about the Clippers. They've lost the zero. They 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 play the Mavericks tonight. As we are mm-hmm. recording this on January tenth, they play the Mavericks tonight. The Mavericks are coming in off a two game losing streak. I think it's questionable if Luca will play, but I hope Luca does mm-hmm. play. Uh, but yeah, what do you what do you what do you what do you think about the Clippers? The Clippers, I feel like they have a, a hard time finding lineups with good chemistry that actually work. Like we you said multiple times, they have a lot of the same player, and a lot of guys are in and out of the lineup. It just it's very very hard for them to get a real rhythm. Uh, as far as like what they want to do on offense and kind of their team identity, despite the fact I my I think my favorite player on the team is I've been enjoying Zubac Kawhi's in and out. Zubac has been balling. Zubac the has entire been balling. season. He holds down the five spot amazingly for him. I mean the backup five minutes still questionable. They um as Mar- has Mark has been out there right? Yeah, he been out there. <laughs> but I just think they have a with Ty Lue. Ty Lue has to I don't they run out of time and Ty Lue just has to find something because I still think. I would still say, like, on paper, this is still, like, pretty much, like, the powerhouse. Like, I mean, on, on paper, this is still, like, pretty much the powerhouse team. If you look at it, what team, like, it seems like the championship right now is coming out the East. And if you look at it, it's, like, what teams do you really think can beat the Bucks or the Celtics in the series out the West? It's kind of, if you're looking down, you're like, I don't really have no confidence in any teams to beat those teams. And it's kind of like, only team I really would was is the Clippers, but they can't seem to get it together. They too too inconsistent um, they don't have a real rhythm. It seems like they just started playing basketball. Every time they start to get something, like they do start to get something going, another guy's out the lineup, and they play like they just kind of got together yesterday. Like they, 
having pretty much had the same core for the past three or four years, they need to figure out a way to get some real chemistry. They need to find it fast. Um, they'll probably have one All Star. Um, and Paul George maybe this Will upcoming. They? I said I said maybe they probably have one All Star. Um, Reggie Jackson and um and John Wall. Reggie Jackson, they their their decision making at times is very questionable as far as whether it's a shot he chucks or a pass he tries to make. It's just the Clippers. They need to. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I, I put it mainly, honestly, a lot of those on Ty Lue. He needs to find a lineup and a rotation that works because what he's been doing right now is hasn't they haven't been able to find something. I feel like they should be able to get something. I know the guys are in and out, but the expectations are a little too high for what they have for them to be failing like this. A six-game losing streak is pretty crazy. The Clippers hoop like they don't hang out with each other. That's like fair. They hoop like the only time they see each other is at the gym. Like they don't do nothing else together as a team. That's how they play basketball. Like they do <laughs> literally nothing else together as a team, but show up to practice and show up to games. Also, like you said, the Clippers need somehow to find a way to get at least 10 to 15 games with the team that Lawrence Frank and Jerry West actually signed to get them on the court. Like, bro, Kawhi come back. Not PG got a hamstring issue and Luke Kennard out. Then I'm sure when they get back, Norman Powell gonna go out in the lineup. Then I'm sure when they get back, Kawhi gonna be resting because he can't play back to back. It's just like it's something. It's, it's always gonna be something. They always, can't develop. Like, they they just can't develop. And again, and and I, like I know people talk about, oh, maybe the Clippers have too many players. I don't think they have too many players. It's just that like, but even like looking at the team, even at the start of the season. Tyloo was going to have his workout cut out for them because you have so many guys who everybody they have is pretty much a rotation player for like yeah. every team in the league. Yeah, for every up, that's facts. For every, for team, every in team in the league. Like they have at least 10 to like even the guys that don't play, like Amir Coffee could be a rotation player if he was on shit. The Warriors could play playing right now. Like the, like they have guys up that 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 will be rotation players pretty much everywhere in the league. So it's like the talent is there. It's just like how to make it all work. And again, yes, they still do add like three of the same players. And then even when you put Terrence Mann in like a starting lineup, which I actually do like Terrence Mann's starting lineup, I think he gives him something a little bit differently. But he's not he's not the best shooter. He's been better as of late, as of late, but it's just they just have so much and they just need to play. Like I don't like I don't I can sit up here and make so like oh like this schematically and they need to make this trade. No, they need to play. They don't need to make no trades. They got the team they need. They need to get on the court and play basketball. Kawhi Leonard, he looks fine. And granted, yes, I think the Clippers as a whole can look old and slow at times because they just have an older team in general. At this point, I mean, like, go down the roster. Everybody that they pretty much depend on. I mean, look, PG, 32. Kawhi, 31. Norman Powell, 29. Marcus Moore, 33. John Wall, 32. Reggie Jackson, 32. Uh, Zubak 25, Luke 26, Terrence Mann 26, uh, Nico 34, Roko 32. So, everybody that they depend on is like older, older players. So, yes, like they do look old, unathletic, and slow at times. But Kawhi still looks fine. PG, when he's out there, he looks like Paul George. They just need to get on the court and play. Now, granted, I think I wish you with the as far as the guards go, I think. If you have one weakness on the Clippers, it's the guards. But with the way that they use their wings, they don't let the guards be guards anyway for the most part. Do you want to let them be guards, though? I mean, I think Reggie Jackson is a combo guard anyway. Like, you're not – you you never in life depended upon – well, except for 
the Pistons back when they gave him 84 million. You've never really depended on Reggie Jackson to like Chris Paul it out there. Like that was never what you like. You expected him. You go out there and get your, you know, your 20, 22 points and get a six assists. And we cool with that. You wasn't expecting him to go out there and maestro the whole offense and dime everybody up. That was Outside of that, that 2020, was that 2021, that playoff round when they lost in the conference finals to the Suns? That year, he was he was doing all that. But he wasn't maestro. Times, he was, you know, no, no, he wasn't maestro. He was shooting the fuck out the ball. He was shooting like 40% from three. It kind of, I mean, it kind of, that kind of goes hand in hand, though. Fair. Like, all the, all the attention he got kind of forced him to spread it out a little bit. Fair. So, I mean, and John Wall, he's solid with conducting the bench, but it's just sometimes John Wall thinks it's 2016 and it's like, brother, slow down. And I think he's been a little bit loose with the basketball at times. But even with John Wall, he don't play back-to-backs. He always on injury management. So it was like he play, have a great game, then he got to sit down, then he come back in again and play, and they got a back-to-back, he got to sit back down. It's just they need to get on the court and play. So, like, yes, I do put certain things on Ty Lue because, again, you still out there, Ty. You out there, you looking at everything happening. Like, even the uh, Hawks game the other day, you put Norman Powell in when Terrence Mann was having a great game, I thought, and you let Norman Powell pretty much play out the whole fourth quarter, even though you, like, the like the Hawks game. I don't know how they lost. I was there, and I have no idea. They were down yeah, 15 and a half, came back, and then Trey Young scored, like, the last 10 points on free throw, and they lose. I'm like, I don't they, even know. They have stretches where they just clock out on the court, where they just like, oh, we up, or they like, whatever it is, and they'll just throw a lot of lazy pass, and then they'll come down again, throw another lazy pass, or they'll give up an offensive rebound. It's just they look very lackadaisical at times and very unmotivated. I think the like, issue they is like – last year or something. I think the issue is – and granted – we are at the point, we are pretty much at, well, we at that. They they are literally at the half. They have played 42 games. So they are over the halfway point at the season. You know what they offensive rating is? What is it? 27th <laughs> out of 30. In 27th ranked team? Yes. Now, 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 the one thing that they've been able to hold their hat on all year is their defense. Fair. Their seventh in defense, top 10 defense. But the offense, I don't know what they're trying to run most times. Like most teams, like I get what they're—I don't know what they're trying to run. It's like ISO swing, 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 and then also everybody's role changes too much from night to night. One night, Marcus Morris, you be a shooter. The next night, they want you to be fucking Carmelo Anthony. Like I don't know. Like everybody' roles changes too much from night to night. Like and 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 that I don't think has anything to do with that point. And now I don't think that has so much to do with people not being there. I think that has something to do with because again, like even for instance, right? If you look at the Nuggets, right? Even when their guys weren't there, I still think they all had the same role. Like even when Porter wasn't there, even when Murray was there, I still think all the guys on the team still had that's, the same role. That's like, true. To be fair, we haven't really seen without Jokic though. Without him, I think people would for sure slide around no more. I feel that, but same time, how many times do they go out there without Kawhi or PG? One of them be there. Or between Kawhi PG, yeah, like one of them, one of them, one of them be there, and they pretty much play. I mean, I mean, I mean, I know PG is maybe plays a little bit more perimeter out than Kawhi. Kawhi is a little bit more mid range, things like that. But your main, your one, one of your main centerpieces is usually always there for the most part, usually. So I think they need more defined roles on this, on this, on this basketball team from night to night that don't change no matter who's on the court. I know, I know that can be hard, but I think that that would help. Their offense alone, like their offense is 27. And again, like I said, I think a lot of that is one, they have the same player four, five times. And again, the roles aren't clearly defined. You can't ask players every night to show up and do something different. 
I think the I think the most defined role is Zubak. Go out there, get every rebound, protect the rim. If we dump the ball down to you, please make a layup and roll. So yeah, Zub- yeah, Zubak and Kawhi and PG, them three. Besides every- that. Everybody else is like, we'll figure this shit out night to night. Yeah, after one night they want Marquise Morris to be Bruce Bowen. Next night they want him to be motherfucking. <laughs> they want him uh, shooting every other shot. I mean, yeah, it's one night they want be- Luke Kennard to handle the ball in, in the uh, pick and roll. The next night is shoot everything. Now, granted, you can shoot everything, but handling the ball, it's just every like they one night Reggie got to conduct some shit. The next night he in the corner, like 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 literally like Reggie like one of them would not be there. Reggie be conducting the offense. They both got there. Reggie go to the corner. It's like if you're gonna put him in the corner, just, just keep him there the whole time and just give PG the ball the whole time. Well, so I don't know something. So I think they just need more defined roles on this uh basketball team, but they gotta get it together. They have to um get it together. It doesn't look like they have a lot of fun playing basketball right now. Um and yeah, it just does this doesn't like a team that hangs out with 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 um each other. To me, they just don't like to hang out with each other. <laughs> That's fair. I can't. They just don't. So um, I guess we could leave it out there for the Clippers. I know they play the Mavericks, I was gonna see tonight, and they play the Nuggets on Friday. So we'll see if the losing streak extends to eight. Um, I think it's a very good possibility. It could, uh, but we'll see how it goes. Um, moving on to the next thing that's on a losing streak, the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns are also on a six-game losing streak. Um, I'm not as like I'm enjoying their downfall. Now, I'll say this. I think the Phoenix Suns. Uh, title contender hopes died to death by Luka Doncic in that game seven when he dropped Cam Johnson off. That was the last, that was the end of the Phoenix Suns title contention, in my personal opinion. So, I yes, but I don't think their losing streak is as bad as them losing the games. Number one, Devin Book is out. Like when Devin Book is there, he is the, the one or two best shooting guard. In, yeah, top know, ten player for top ten player, no less than fifteen. Arguably, 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 he's a, a top ten player. If not top ten, he's definitely a top um, fifteen guy. Uh, he's arguably the one or two best. No, no, he's not. He's a for a fact the second or first best shooting guard in the NBA. Depending on who you want to go with, Donovan Mitchell this year or Devin Booker, whatever you want to do. Uh, they're, so they're missing him. They're also missing Cam Johnson. Chris Paul has been, you know, um, um, has been um in and out. Jay Crowder hasn't played all year. Even Aiden has been in and out. So I'm not as like uh, uh, pressed about the Suns' six-game losing streak. They need to get healthy. Now, like I said, I think their title contention is completely over with, but I do think this is still a good basketball team. Even if they make no moves as constructed, it's still a good basketball team. I do think they could use another scorer. I think one of the issues why they can't, why it's hard to win games with Devin Booker go down is because ain't nobody got no shimmies. But I've said this all year. I've said this for two years. Nobody has shimmies. You got two players with shimmies. You say it's only one player now because you say Chris Paul don't have no shimmies no more. If you want to say that, if you want to say that, if you want to say that, that's fine. Aiden, they don't give Aiden the ball like that. It seems to me like Aiden kind of, how old is DeAndre Aiden? No more older than 25, right? DeAndre Aiden is 24 years old. So I don't want to say he is who he is at this point because DeAndre Aiden is still a very good basketball player. Like the man is shooting 60% and giving you 17 points. So that's still very good. But it doesn't seem like DeAndre Aiden is going to pop up and be, you know, David Robinson 
or some shit tomorrow. So he kind of just is who he is, a guy that you can dump down, like, like you know, you can dump the ball down to him and get some buckets, but he's not a guy that's probably going to be the fo- the complete focal point um, of your offense. So you probably need somebody else with some shimmies. You know, I, I, I think I, I think that's a team that could maybe be looking for something at the trade deadline. What assets they have to get said thing at the deadline from who? I have no idea. They've been stopping Crowder all year, and they got nothing – Nothing back for him. I think that's hurting the team as well, especially with all the injuries. It's glaring. The no Crowder and all the injuries. If they, if they, everybody wasn't hurt, it wouldn't be as bad. But the fact that they haven't moved Crowder is glaring. And the fact that the front office hasn't done anything is kind of disappointing, especially for what the Suns' expectations also, the I front office is in this weird situation where it's like they have to they, they have to ask permission from ownership because they, they're like going through a sale yeah. um, of the team. So it's like they're just in like a really weird situation um, over there in Phoenix. So like I said, I think their title condition is done. But I don't think that they need to hit the panic button um, because of their losing streak. I think they need to get guys back healthy. And, you know, as long as Devin Booker can play and, you know, he 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 is healthy, I think that, you know, they'll at least be – they'll have something to say in the uh, playoffs, in my personal opinion. But you can go ahead. Um, with the Suns, I just think they pretty much – we saw – it happens all the time in the NBA. They just had their, their, their two minutes of fame. They had their title window, and it shut closed very quick. You saw it with the Rockets. They had a title window. They were competing up there every year. Now they're at the bottom of the barrel. So with Oklahoma City, they had they were title contenders pretty much in and out every single year. Now they're down at the bottom of the barrel. Orlando even made it to the finals one year. Now they back down. It's just – it's a repeating process of – if you once you get that chance to win that title, you got to go out and get it because you're not going to have too many opportunities to get back there. And – it's pretty much their title contention, like you said, is pretty much over, but they do still have a very good team. And Chris Paul, he's been this <laughs> probably the worst year of his career. In, um, I mean, in, I'm not sure, maybe since his, I don't know if I got, I got to compare this to his rookie year, but Chris Paul hasn't really been there. Aiden has not grown into the number one pick that he was supposed to be. Aiden has probably been one of the worst number one picks. Oh, no, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So. No, he's not. No, no, he especially when you, What are we doing? When, what are, what, are yeah, what are we Aiden doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? No, he no, he has not been. What are we yes, doing? What yes, are we doing? Has. No, when you, when you no. look who was taking who was taking over, they, they could have had they could have had Luca. Is what are we doing? Alone. No, he's been one of the worst. Yes, he has. No, he has not been. Yes, no, he, has. no, he hasn't. Bro. The, the, the no, sons, he hasn't. Yes, he has. Chris Paul, they they can't. I mean, the fact that you can't rely on your number one pick and the fact that you your number one pick. You get to the finals with number one pick, and he gets thoroughly outplayed the way he did. That's not a good say. That's, that's a red flag right there alone. Okay, but he's the number Giannis. one pick. It's fucking Giannis. Wait, he's the first pick on the draft with him. I don't think you take Luka. I don't think Luka's getting thoroughly outplayed by Giannis in the finals. I don't I don't think so. For the expectations that he had and for the opportunities he's had, he's been very underwhelming. Like, his own team don't even want to pass him the ball most of the time out there. You feel me? I mean, I'm not – but their championship window was over – they still a very good team in Phoenix. Um, uh, what else do I have to um, – like you said, Mikael Bridges, no shimmies. Uh, Shemet has actually given him good minutes this year. Uh, Dwayne Washington has been good when he gets out there. He's a scorer off the bench. Um, but they need to hurry up and they need to move Crowder soon, depending on whether they can get for – I mean, like you said, it's, it's tough because they got to ask for permission above them. But if they can, somehow they got to make that shake because he's been – this is a wasted asset. The trade line is on the way. They, I heard – or uh, Rui, Harry Chama was a guy that they were considering uh, for Crowder. I've seen rumors about that. If they can maybe, I don't know, I can talk about this earlier, but possibly somehow steal Kuzma, a couple of the guys that have been talking about, they can steal somebody that can give them a, a jolt uh, heading into this post-trade uh, deadline season. But, yeah, that's pretty much 
I think Aiden, uh, I like that comment. said Aiden should be, should be a Pacer. I think Aiden would be having a much better year if he was a Pacer, I think. Honestly, I, think I feel like Hayden hates, hates the Suns just as much as we all do. Like, as much as, like, Laker fans still do. Sometimes he does not want to be there. I mean, <laughs> honestly, Aiden is a name. I, mean, I think, like, I think the people who signed Connors can be traded on January 15th. Aiden is a name. Maybe he ain't there post-trade deadline. Maybe the Indiana thing does happen. Maybe it does. That would, that would be amazing. Like that maybe Indiana amazing. thing that does happen. That was I mean, Twitter. Now, that was great. I'll be excited. Now, granted, Indiana, I think, is having the type of season where it's like I don't know if they want to mess with what they have going on because they actually do have a really solid basketball team. But I mean, maybe you want to do a milestone for Aiden Swap. I don't know. I have no idea. Huh? They still haven't paid Miles Turner yet. That's still he's supposed to be. He he, he got an expiring contract this year. This is last year of his deal. He does Barcada. So maybe like, you know, that's something that you can get done or something like that. But yeah, like I said, I but but either way, I think all these things for the Suns are pretty lateral moves. Like I think they've just missed their opportunity to be a championship team. I think that they're gonna have to I think what Chris Paul has what one more year after this, I think. I hope so for, for a great year. And then I, no, I think wait, Chris Paul has after this. I think it's more than that. No, he ha- he has one more year after this, and then he has a I think it's a team option in 24-25. Oh, it's a team option? Team option. Oh, he's so they can like decline it or whatever. But regardless, he has they're declining the hell out of that. But regardless, he has one more year after this. Um, they're just in a situation where I think they just are who they are. Like luckily for them, luckily for them, their guys, their their core is still young. So you can like rebuild without having to like get bad. Right, like luckily Devin Booker is still like what 26, yeah, 27 years old. If he whether Aiden is there or not, if he you know if we patch it, Aiden is still young. So granted, like they don't have to get completely bad to rebuild, but they need to rebuild everything around um um those guys personally. So yeah, I think their championship winner is over, but I wouldn't panic too much when they they also not long with the Aiden, but you know they picked uh what's his name? Is it Jalen Smith, the Pacers guy? Yeah, they picked him over over Halley. That could have changed. That could have they could have had Halliburton that year. Yeah, but yeah, but they right now kind of more penalizing them more than ever. I'm not mad at that though because you did have Chris Paul and you did have Devin Booker, so you think that your backcourt is sealed up. I guess, but I mean, you also had Aiden at the time too. Isn't he a center? And yes, but Jaden Smith played the four. So maybe you think, yo, you get Jalen. But also the thing with Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith is having a solid year in Indiana. He is having a solid year, but not a, a lottery pick type year. But the, but the thing is, like, but again, also the thing is with, with the Suns is, like, if I'm not mistaken, that was coming off the – was that coming off the bubble season, right? I think so, yeah. Coming mm-hmm. off the bubble season. So you get Chris Paul, you get, like, a shot in the arm. Now, I don't know if they thought that they were, you know, complete title contenders, but maybe they did think that they were complete title contenders. I think – Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul could have been more had um I mean um more reasoning to draft Hadley. Uh, that'd have been a coldest mentor. You know he's obviously moving. He's not getting any better anytime soon. You know that'd have been a perfect mentor type situation for Chris Paul. I think that they've really fumbled, and a lot of the draft mistakes over the years are starting to really come back and haunt them. They hit with uh when they traded for Kale at the draft. They hit with Cam. Obviously hit with D Book, but they missed on a couple as well. And I think it's starting to hurt. They missed with Josh Jackson. Uh, they Josh Jackson. They they missed those. They miss with Dragon Bender. Uh, Here's the the thing with Phoenix. When you have been as bad as they were for a decade, you're going to have a lot of picks, meaning you're going to have a lot of chances to fuck those picks up. (laughs) Like, if you look at, like, if you look at, huh? 
That's what we can tell that they fucking. Speaking of one team who has had a lot of chances to fuck up picks and usually has fucked up picks over a better part of the two last two decades, um, the Sacramento Kings. Um, the Sacramento Kings currently, as it sits for the first time, the Sacramento Kings, since G- Young Jeezy hadn't dropped Thug Motivation 101, the last <laughs> time I'm about to say what I'm about to say, the Sacramento <laughs> Kings now sit fifth, fifth, get people, in the Western Conference, and they are record-wise currently the best team in the Pacific Division. Uh, what do you think about the Kings? Two, do you actually think they're genuinely the best team in the Pacific Division? My answer would be get the fuck out of here. Hell no. Um, <laughs> but what do you think about the Kings um, in general? Do you do you think that they can keep this up? Do you think that they, you know, stay in this position? Do you think that they end up in the play-in? Uh, what do you think about the Kings? I do. I don't. I, I expect them to fall off slightly, but no less than the play-in. I think the Kings are, it's nice to see them finally put together. They play hard. They play together. They should. I would be very furious if they do not have at least one guy in that all-star team on the all-star team is upcoming, whether it's Fox or Sabonis, more than likely Fox, because we people want to see Fox in the all-star game. But I think this team is this team is cold. Sabonis is playing through a hand injury. Um, they got two lights lights out shooters. By, um, I don't know. I want to botch his name. By Jonathan, you know, is it uh, Kevin? Was it both? Kevin Hurt. No, Kevin, I'll be confusing. I'm confusing him all the time. I don't know why. But Kevin Hurt has been shooting the lights out. They have a top to bottom a very solid team. Uh, Mike Brown has been they told us uh, warned this preseason in the media that they he really pushed his team and they jailed together and they're really just they're really showing like that they could be pretty much I mean either a, no less than a top um, a top three top two team in the Pacific Division. Do I think they're the best team in the division? No. Um, I just watched them battle it out with the Lakers. I think they're actually um, and I'll say that for later, but. They just they they've been playing great ball. They um Davion Mitchell taking a step. Um, Malik Monk was a pick up this offseason. He's balling for them this year. I think they've got good minutes off the bench from Terrence Davis. Um, Keegan Murray is not as good as I thought he'd be this year, but he still has time to show a little more. I thought he'd be in the top five, top three rookie of the year standings. That hasn't really worked out. But when he is out there, when he's, he's missed time to injury, but when he is out there, he looks good at times. But I think the Kings have really, they really got something going. And it's it's not too shocking, but at the same time, the fact that they put it together for this long, like you saw the Jazz hopped out really strongly in the beginning of the season. Now they kind of fell off. I think people expected the Kings to fall off, but they held strong. And now they've topped, yeah, like you said, a 50. But yeah, I'm excited to see. I think they can hold on. They'll be no less than a playing team. And I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck into the playoffs as well. Yeah, uh, I think there'll definitely be a. I think the, I, I think probably I'm just just me assuming. I'm assuming the Clippers will end up some level of rectifying the ship. Um, I think the Warriors. Uh, I, think, I think the um, Warriors also as well. Were probably, I think the Clippers and Warriors will probably occupy those last two spots. But I think the Kings have a really really good basketball team. Like I know people. I know people talk about the Halle Burton Sabonis trade. Again, I think that was a lateral move for both teams. I think that that is one of the rare trades where both teams actually gained what they needed. I think for the Kings, like I like like I've been saying for the past two years, for the past fifteen years, I had no idea what the Kings were trying to do as a basketball team. That trade at least let me know when I looked at the roster, like, oh, you have a basketball team that makes legitimate sense. I see what you're trying to do. And Sabonis is having a great year. I know people talk about the, the year Halliburton has had. Have you seen Sabonis? I think he's leading the league in um, rebounding, if I'm um, not mistaken. He's giving you 18 points a game. His offensive rating is 134. 134. He's giving you six mm. assists. Like Sabonis is having a great, great season. Honestly, if I'm going to give an all-star, I love De'Aaron, but I will probably actually give it to Sabonis, probably. 
Um, but I do love De'Aaron, though. I, and, and, and again, I love what De'Aaron's bringing to the team. I think you had to give De'Aaron space to be De'Aaron Fox. I think you had to get them. Just not to say that Halley and De'Aaron can't play together, but I think you needed to give De'Aaron space to be De'Aaron. That was that was a guy you paid. You you probably most likely aren't going to put two hundred million dollars um, um, in your backcourt. Um, so you had to give him space. And again, like I, Harrison Barnes has been steady consistently. Kevin Hurd has been shooting the lights out. Like you said, Keegan Murray has been good. 42% from three. For sure. Um, I just think for Sacramento, one, you're putting yourself in a situation where I think if there's another star that comes up who's a wing that wants to be traded, or even like let's say a guy like Bradley Bill, so I did this in 2K, like I think you're putting yourself like a <laughs> I think you're putting yourself in like a situation where you could at least attract somebody else to come run with these guys and really like take a legitimate step to being a legit team um in this Western Conference. Because again, I don't like I said, when you look around the West, ain't nobody really that far off. Like next year, why can't they be a contender to go to conference finals? If guys stay healthy and they keep growing, like why can't they be that? Nobody in my personal is that far off currently. Like nobody has separated themselves so far away from the pack. Um, I think defensively they still can stand and get better. They're still 24th in defense, but they're third in offense. Um, like I said, Davian Mitchell was uh, well, for sure their uh, best defender. They could get somebody else uh, to help him along defensively or maybe to put something else besides Sabonis um, defensively. But even Sabonis' defensive rating, I think, what is his rating? It's, I looked earlier. His defensive rating is 112. So it's pretty good. And his offensive rating is 134, which is insane. So, uh, but are they the best team in the Pacific Division? Hell no. Hell no. Let's not go that far. I still think the Clippers are a better back. Granted, it could just be D looking at roster, but I still think the Clippers are a better basketball team. Um, and, I, and obviously, I think the Warriors are a better basketball team um, than the Kings. But, again, the Kings, the, 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 the Kings have been solid. And, 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 and I'm just happy that the city of Sacramento finally has something that they can get behind. I mean, even if you watch Kings games, I mean, I don't know if you remember um, Arco Arena back in the day, you know, when they would play the Lakers. That, that stadium was loud. With the Cowbells, stadium was loud. I mean, even, even when like you watch the C-Web in there? I know yeah, yeah, those teams, the stadium was loud. Like, even if you look – even if you watch Kings games now, it seems like the excitement is at least back in the arena. Like, it's to me, at least seems like the excitement is at least back in the arena. And they've been one of my favorite watches uh, pretty much all year. So, yeah. But moving on, um, I well, I think another more injury news. Uh, Kevin Durant, MCL sprains, probably gonna be out for it for for um at least a month. Uh, get well soon, Kevin Durant. Uh, this came as the Nets. They went on that what eleven or twelve game win streak. They lost to the Bulls. They won two games since they took that one loss. Currently, they are twenty seven to thirteen. They are only a game and a half back of the Boston Celtics. Um, who would have ever thought we would be saying this two months ago? Uh, but they write it, but they write it the uh ship, but now KD is hurt for a uh, month. How do you think the Brooklyn Nets stay afloat? Slash, do you think they can stay afloat without the arguable MVP um not being on the court? I think uh well, one, um it's kind of similar scenario to last season, but I think this team is a lot better than their team was last season, considering all the guys they have going and how they had it in performing as of late. Well, I remember last year when Katie was the one, they were the one seed when Katie went down, and that's just when the whole ship sort of failed. But this year they got a Kyrie's probably having one of his best seasons we've seen in probably like three, four years minimum. He's out there, he's balling out of control. We literally 
as far as him and KD, I think KD's shooting like 67% from mid-range. I think Kyrie's not that far behind from him. Shooting the lights out. I think Nick Claxton, to me, has been a surprise defensive player of the year candidate. And when I kind of dug into the Nets and I finally, like, you know, watched more of them, I think he's the reason why they have been so good over the win streak. Their ability to switch everything uh, pretty much what they've been doing relies on him. I think this Nets team has been one of the best teams we've seen when it comes to switching in in years up there with the Rockets and how good the Warriors used to do it. But I think um, now is the time. I mean, maybe Kyrie ups his score and average a little bit. But I really spotlight Hopefully we can get more offense from Ben Simmons. Um, Royce O'Neill, obviously, like we talked about, he's having a heck of a season. Arguably, he's been better than the uh, big-time number one pick, Ben Simmons, at times this season. You look at guys like uh, Seth Curry's been kind of in and out of the lineup. We'll see. Uh, but I feel like this happens to Katie every single year right before yeah. the All-Star game. It's, and it's always somebody falling into his leg. I guess he can't avoid these situations. He's so long and just where he's at on the court. But um, – Chan, maybe Marquise or TJ Warren will slide in, get more shots. Hopefully, he can, if he can get a rhythm and Katie's going, if he can come in and get you maybe 14 points per game while Katie's absent, I don't see why this team, how this team really falls off. If, if, if guys can step in and um, and Kyrie can continue his excellent play, I think right now Kyrie is projected based on uh, the votes. He's projected to be starting Eastern Conference guard, if not correct. If they, That's fire. If these guys can keep up their momentum that they had under Vaughn and the, the – I don't see – KD has been great on defense, but I don't expect the defense to fall off too much with him out. I disagree with that. Oh, you said he has been great. Okay, I thought you said he hasn't been great. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. KD's yeah. KD's been great on defense. And I, I even though I don't I don't expect the defense to fall off too hard without him. Like I said, Claxton is still out there. Well, I think if I have to get somebody defensive player of the year award right now is going to him to be able to backbone a defense like that, where the guys who don't really have not really a roster got full of guys known for defense and to be the backbone of that and to be versatile with it while Protecting the rim, averaging I think over one block a game, and switching out in the perimeter, exactly. holding on for guards. Two point six blocks per exactly. game. Oh yeah, oh, yep, over two blocks per game. Being able to switch out on guards, I think it goes to him. Um, if the season stops right now, I think it goes to him. If you if you have these guys, I think. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much. I think the Nets should they'll be solid. I think if the Nets take any hit without KD being out, I think it's defensively. I mean, we have to remember, KD is still seven feet. I mean, he also was giving you 1.5 blocks. I think he was also giving you a steal a game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. Like, he was basically giving you a steal a game, giving you um 1.5 blocks per game. I think I think that that – I think that will probably be the biggest thing if they take any hit. I think they can – I think they can figure out how to supplement. Like, KD, I think, is a guy who realistically probably should be an all-defensive team. He probably won't make it, but he probably should realistically be at least an all-defensive second team. I think, I think he at least has a case this season to be on the – um on the um, all-defensive team. I think he's a guy who even helps Nick Claxton out. I mean, I think, you know, if you if you even get down to the – first of all, to, if you get down to the paint, you got Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and Nick Claxton. If Ben Simmons isn't on the – if if he isn't on the um, perimeter, all down there waiting for you. So you get there, like, yeah, they might not be, you know, the biggest guys and strongest guys, but they're still really long. Like I said, KD, KD and Nick Claxton do this. They probably cover up the whole lane if they do this. <laughs> um, so I think that they'll be able to supplement the offense. I mean, again, I think hopefully you can see Ben, like you said, hopefully uh, you you can see Ben Simmons be um a little bit Come more. On, Come on, Ben. Come on, uh, ben. I think I think Kyrie's corner squares can stay where it is. I think that's fine. I think you just need more from you know TJ Warren. I mean, obviously, I don't think he'll go back to Boba TJ Warren, but you know TJ Warren has been solid. Like if one thing TJ Warren has always been able to do throughout his NBA career, score the basketball. So he can stay healthy and, you know, at least maybe give him like 
15, 16, 17 um, in their absence. Uh, obviously, you know, Joe Harris is out there. Seth Curry is out there. Cam Johnson, not, not, well, not Cam Johnson, Cam Thomas. Uh, obviously, you know, KD not being there, that opens up 18. That opens up. That opens up that 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 opens up 19 shots per game. Somebody got to shoot them shits. And luckily for the Nets, dare I say it, they still have their closer. For the most part this season, Kyrie has been their closer. So if they can just do like keep games close, and granted, obviously it won't be as easy to do that without uh, without the Lumens right of Kevin Durant out there. But if they can just keep games close, um, you know, continue to play defense, keep uh keep um games close, I think they can still. Uh, manage the ship. I think they can still at least not be like they won't fall off a cliff. Obviously, I don't think they win in 12 straight games without Kevin Durant, but I don't think they'll fall off a cliff uh, without KD um, as long as their defense can uh, stay where it is. And again, if other guys can just pick up the uh, scoring load also, but I, yeah, if, if other guys can pick up the uh, scoring load, um, I think playmaking, I think they'll miss, I think, I think they'll miss KD's playmaking and KD's defense even more than his scoring. Like I said, I think they have guys who can score. Cam Johnson can score. Uh, Patty Mills can shoot the ball. Kyrie can score. When Ben Simmons isn't acting like he don't know how to play offense, he can score <laughs> the basketball. Uh, Joe Harris can score the basketball. Uh, but I think uh, KD's playmaking and KD's defense are the things that the Nets will probably miss most um, throughout the stretch um, of games. But – like I said, hopefully, you know, uh, you know, they can stay afloat and you don't have to rush KD back. Because again, I think even like when you look at the Eastern Conference, I think there's a set, I think, I think there's a separation between maybe the top three teams, I think, or maybe the top five teams, whatever. But I don't think anybody is 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 so far away from the pack that you don't think that they can be beaten personally. So hopefully he can, you know, come back healthy and we can see a you know really good playoffs um in the Eastern conference yeah the nets have been a really great feel good story this year to me personally we're going to be able to switch the topic for a very long time when the nets came up we were not talking about basketball with them it was it was uh everything Udoka. else Udoka, it was is this guy this is this guy is he really that what are his beliefs and they flipped it and it's all basketball now so shout out to them for turning that around with the new coach and just a whole new environment new atmosphere shout out to uh durant Kyrie being able to be leaders and get through that controversial stage that seemed like it was never going to end. So this is real, real good. For sure. Uh, speaking of the thing we were just talking about basketball, now the Lakers. The Lakers, as the Lakers said, the Lakers have uh, – shout out my homie Dan. He texts me out to every damn game. Uh, the Lakers are – in their last 10, they are 6-4. and four. I think they had won six games straight um, before they lost last night. But Brian didn't play, so I don't really think we count that one. Um, I read – a report that said Anthony Davis has started rehab. Yeah, that's right. Something like that. He ramped yeah. it up, basically. Yeah, so I'm assuming that, you know, he'll be back sooner than later. Um, do you think the Lakers have found any semblance of a groove? Granted, right now, as they sit, they're, they're almost in the play-in. They sit a game behind Portland. Um, they're 12, but they sit a game behind Portland. Portland has lost three straight games. The Jazz are kind of – I think the Jazz are probably going to sell it all soon. Jordan Clarkson has been trying his hardest to get the fuck out of Utah, clearly. I mean, Clarkson always been like that. He was, fighting people, seen, in, he was fighting people in a Lakers jersey. He I ain't never seen Clarkson fight nobody in a Lakers jersey, bro. He squared up with Jordan Drogic as a second-year player with us. I, when I, did I he see, do that? Oh, my God. You're crazy. You don't remember that? I do not I remember that. Right now, G. 
I'm same stance, same stance, and everything. Put up, put up Jordan Clark. Google Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Gordon uh, Clarkson. Gordon Dragic. He been on that type of time, but yeah, he always, yeah, he's always been like that. But do I think the Lakers have found the groove? Absolutely. Um, a lot of. Why do you I'm, say that? I'm, I mean, number one reason is I got to give credit to where it's due. LeBron James has been absolutely outstanding. Um. He's been playing, I mean, just outstanding. Pretty much, honestly, on both ends, the effort, I feel like, from him has drastically increased. Um, he doesn't, he hasn't, I think, I thought earlier in the year, he took a lot of plays off, jogged back on defense. Still kind of complains to the refs a lot, but it hasn't been affecting the team that much. But LeBron James has been absolutely outstanding. Um, over. The, I know he didn't play last night, but besides that, with that um, and also, even outside of LeBron James, this team, we were able to nag a game versus a healthy Heat team with no LeBron James and no Anthony Davis. Dennis Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder is finding his groove. That to be able to get uh, he dropped thirty that game to be able to get thirty points from from him, Reeves is honestly one of the best role players in the entire league. I feel like you put him on any team, he would have an impact on that team. Um, I think Lonnie's been okay. I think sometimes he probably the one of the more, more frustrating Lakers this season when it comes to his off ball defense and decision making at times. But this team has been excellent. I think um, Thomas Bryant has been a great all season. Has been a man possessed. He has been balling. You compared him to Chris Mim. You you ready for the apology? How much? You ready for that apology, G? Don't say no. Thomas Bryant better no. than Chris Mims, yes. Thank you. Thank you, G. Um uh they getting uh they they throwing Max Christie out into the fire. I think, and I didn't I haven't even got to I think I know Westbrook good off the bench, but I think he should start maybe games like last night where there's no Brian and AD. You play against the number one team in the they started Max Christie over Westbrook. I can't really yes, agree with that one. But Westbrook has been really, really, really good. I think he's kind of running away with that six-man-of-the-year award. With It's a battle between pretty much like I think Brogdon because off the bench. He's been doing good. Christian Wood, obviously. Brogdon? Yeah, but Christian Wood just started starting recently. Oh, he's starting. Okay. But I think Westbrook has been absolutely outstanding. He is proving he might get another two, three years in the, in the NBA, maybe even more than that based off this season. But this legacy team has been outstanding. Um, Patrick Beverly still can't really shoot the ball, but he's – I still think he has an impact on the winning that we are doing. I'm not going to throw him under the bus like some of my, my Laker homies I like to do with Pat Bev. I still think he has value to this team. But, yeah, this team has been outstanding. Even Kendrick Nunn is finding his groove offensively. He had a couple good offensive games as of late. But I really like the Lakers. I think that – I I honestly, if you, if you want, I'll take it. I'll take it. Best. I'm honestly, I'm very confident the Lakers will be a playoff team. I'm not going to say whether it's eight seed or seven seed or – Six seed. There's only like a four game gap between the Lakers and the Tim seed and the fifth seed. I think it's like something like that. Yeah, and it's not crazy. We, and we compete every night now. This team, it seems they seem like a a group. They don't seem like the Clippers where they just go out there and work their little nine to five and then go home. They seem like they actually like each other and they want to be there. And despite and it's very nice to see considering I remember when the Westbrook trade rumors were brewing and seemed like it was this team seemed like they hated each other. I haven't heard Westbrook trade rumors in a very long time. Yeah. Team seemed like they were falling apart, but as of late, they really seem like they've grown together and they and they want to win, they want to compete, they don't want to be embarrassed, and they and they show up. So I think there's a lot of hope with this team. I'm and I want to see if anybody wants to better anything, I would lock in Lakers to go to the playoffs this year without a doubt, especially with AD on his way back and LeBron James just looking like just playing absolutely outstanding basketball. Yes, LeBron James has been LeBron James. He has looked uh like I know that guy. Uh, LeBron James has been great, obviously, but that's but that's LeBron being LeBron. I don't really want to focus on LeBron because I me, mean, 
20 years. Like, I mean, we can't take it for granted, obviously, but 20 years. Like, Bron, this is this is what you have become to expect from LeBron James. Grace, T38 years old. This is what you have come to expect from LeBron James. I want to focus on everybody else who you haven't been expecting this shit from. Thomas Bryant. I remember I went I went to the game that Thomas Bryant started on. He looked like he couldn't catch the ball, and it looked like it was a wild, it was like like it was an extreme drop off from Anthony Davis the first time he started. Granted, obviously he's not Anthony Davis, but Thomas Bryant has been pretty damn good. I think I think he gets the Kings. He had eighteen and eighteen. He's been rebounding the basketball. His jumper is solid. He's been number one catching the fucking ball, which I think catching the ball is such a very underrated part about basketball that people especially don't for talk a big about. man, especially for a big especially, man, especially for a big man. You have to be able to catch the basketball. He's been catching the basketball. He's been playing great. Russell Westbrook, Russell, 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 Russell Westbrook. I might be tripping. I don't know if I'm tripping, but I don't think I am. Maybe if I go back and watch all of Russell Westbrook, I might feel differently. But I don't think Russell Westbrook's decision making has ever been as good as it is right now. Ever? Yes. I don't see him throw that many stupid ass passes. He throws some because he's Russell Westbrook. But I don't see him throw that many. I feel like like I feel I feel like Russell Westbrook has gotten to the point where his passing is actually underrated. I think people just think he just runs to the paint and throws the ball when like I definitely I know people who believe that. To do. I definitely know people who believe that, but but I actually when I watch the game, I see him manipulating the defense and passing guys open that usually would not be open. Um, he's been competing defensively as well. Like he hasn't just been letting people, you know, uh, walk by him. And again, I think the main thing that we talked about all year with the uh, Lakers was uh, granted they are twenty second defensive rating and eighteenth offensive rating. So that does not currently bode well for uh, for. Uh, playoffs but i think the thing the thing that we all thought with the lakers this season even when they were losing was the fact that they would at least compete it looked like times last year when they were like if they go down 10 15 we're checking out this year we've seen they might go down 10 15 they keep playing keep playing keep playing uh, keep playing and wind up getting back into the game um and i'll say this i don't know if they found a groove i won't say all of that i will say that they have been looking better I don't. I, I won't go on here and say that they're fine. That that they found a groove. I don't know all about that. But here's what I will say: If the Los Angeles Lakers can get to the playoffs and they and they can get to the playoffs healthy, get to the playoffs healthy. You know, obviously, my thing about LeBron and all these minutes is it's cool. But G, you 38, bro. Like you got to protect that man and kind of say that man from his uh, self. Now, granted, yeah, he ain't played last night. Yeah. So like you know, that's part so, of that. Yeah. So so gotta, but. Same time with that is how many games can you afford to have LeBron miss when you're still trying to make the playoffs and you put yourself in the hole that you put yourself in. But I'll say this. If the Lakers can get to a playoff series, I look at the Western Conference, especially the top half of the conference. You talk about the Nuggets. You talk about, you know, the Grizzlies. You talk about the Pelicans. I don't think any of those teams want to see LeBron James and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis seven times over two weeks. You still got to beat them. Four times in two weeks. I can't disagree with that. I'm that's the only thing that. I just that's that's the only thing I just so that that's that that is what I will say. If they can get to a point where they can at least get to a playoff series, when I look at the when I looked at the team, not saying it, not 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 saying it can't be beaten because they can, but you still have to take it upon yourself to beat this team four times in two weeks. And I think that that's when experience takes over. Like that's when like LeBron James 
who's been, you know, playing basketball 20 years, is just gonna know certain things in the playoff series and know certain things and moments in the in in, in in you know those series where you know a team like the Grizzlies, even though they've been to the playoffs, still may not know, or like the Pelicans, you know, even though they've been to the playoffs, still may not know on the level that he knows, or like Anthony Davis, like just the capacity that he has. I think that's the things that when you get to a playoff series and again you have to scheme for these guys and beat these guys every single night, I think that's when that shows up. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to go on the line and say that they found a groove yet. I'm not going to, I will not go online and say they found a groove, but I will say they are playing much better basketball and, uh, hopefully Anthony Davis can come back soon and, um, they can be a playoff team because I think, I, I think it would just be cool again to see, especially now, you know, with fans back in the arenas, um, just cool to see the Lakers playing legitimate playoff basketball again. I think that would be cool for the city. And um, cool for me because I'm going to go to the game. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of another team that could be positive, I grew to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks had at one point in time, well, they are 8-2 and two in their last 10. Um, Luka Doncic obviously has been playing, uh, you know, incredible. We had the 60-20 and – what was it 60-20 and 10? Yeah, yeah it was 60-60. Yeah. 60-21, yeah. I think. Yeah. Some outrageous 2K my player numbers uh, that he had. He's actually having probably not probably probably his best season as a professional. I mean, he's 34 points, 50% from the field, 35% from three. Uh, they they inserted Christian Wood into the starting lineup, and it seemed like that uh, uh, um, jump started them a little bit. Christian Wood is averaging 18 and 10 now. Well, basically, no, no, he's averaging 18 and 8 now. Um, you know, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is uh 16 points, 45 percent from the field, 40 percent from three. Um, what do you think about this Dallas Mavericks team? Do you think that they can make another conference finals run? Um, do you think that they can withhold the position that they are right now? And also, would you, if you, if the season ended today, would you vote Luka Doncic for MVP? Um, if the season ended today. I would – that's a tough question. I mean, if the season ended today, I would – who would I – I wouldn't go with Luka Doncic for MVP just because I feel like there's other guys um, who are pretty much – I mean, Dallas is fourth. You can't say they are winning. You can't really use that argument anymore. But guys who have been able to win more than he has – uh, if you look at the Tatum's, uh, the more consistent win throughout the year, the Jokic's, uh, even I'm the, even Zion Williamson, maybe even a Ja. I don't think it's a. I wouldn't lock it in Luca just yet. I think I do think to give Luca credit, he's having one of the best fantasy seasons we've seen in the history of ever. He's up there with 2016 Russ, with 2014 KD, 2013 LeBron, last year Jokic, like pretty much the top five fantasy season in the history of, of NBA. Since it's just physical, he's just he's insane. He's there every night, rebounds, points, assists, just absolutely filling the stat sheet. He's getting guys involved. He's got a real rhythm going on in in, in Dallas with his guys. He's building chemistry with, with Christian Wood. That was a offseason pickup that pretty much most people were high on, but we didn't sure how it play out, and we see how it played out now. It's looking good. Uh, Dinwiddie has been able to get his shots up, but I think uh, the Mavericks. I think they can definitely. They can even shoot up higher, I think. Um, I know Luka's a little banged up right now, but I don't think he's anything serious. This Dallas team, they should be fine. Um, they are, I mean, besides, I'm not sure. Hmm, 
it depends on what we can get from. I think that can they make a if they can. I'm trying to think if they can. I don't think that they can make a finals run just yet. They're a little too reliant on Luca. I know, and one reason why they haven't been able to Reggie Bullock is finally hitting threes. He started off season in the slump. He was only hitting like 25% of his threes, and they allowed him to sit there and shoot threes and guard bigger wings. He's been coming along. Um, the fact that the help has been coming along has really helped this team. But Dallas, I think they they have found a groove. I think I, I locked them in for they definitely are second round for short team, and then I honestly think the sky's the limit. But I wouldn't guarantee them anything past the second round. I think the Mavericks have been solid this year. Um. Mm, I'm trying to, I don't really have too much more to say. Dallas is, they're, they're pretty good. Luka Doncic is the top five and top three MVP candidate, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, if I think it's the season ended today, I don't have an issue voting Luka. Granted, they, uh, listen, listen, if I gave it, because I think people talk about uh, Luka's supporting cast, I'm not one of the people who doesn't think Luka has pretty far. I'm not one of the people who thinks Luka doesn't have help. But there is this narrative that Luka doesn't have help. I'm not one of those people. I think sometimes Luka be dribbling and don't always use the help. Uh, but I'm not one of those people who doesn't think Luca has doesn't have help. But the narrative, but the narrative is that he doesn't have help. Also, Luca is having an incredible season. I mean, you 34 points, leading the league in scoring, and you basically shooting 50 percent and 35 percent for three, and you giving me eight boards, and you giving me um um eight assists, and you've had. I mean, when you just look at the value he's bringing to the league, I mean, he's pretty much on like he he has a highlight pretty much every single night. He's box office. Yeah, like his compilation from the season is gonna look foolish. He's dunking on people. You having 60, 20, and ten games. You I'm doing under and dunking. Yeah, uh, everything, every type of highlight you want to see. He's you see a post hook. You want to see a crossover. He's you doing it all. No look pass. He's doing it all. All of, all of that. I think the no look thing kind of comes from sometimes they have like when when his supporting cast has bad games, they can be really bad games. Like Tim Hardaway Jr. can mess around and go fucking. Oh, for nine, 10. Nine for 10, one game, and the next night he come out there and you two for 13. Same thing with Bullock. Same thing with a lot of the guys. I think the only real consistent piece, like you said, is Christian Wood. Even Dinwiddie will have a 30-point night one game, and the next day he come out there and he'll fucking give you five points. But I think also something that has to do with Luka. I think sometimes he does stall his guys out. I think he has to be held accountable for when guys have those bad games as well, which is why I don't want to give him a free pass. But, yeah, you can see him on Yeah, so, like, I, but – but as far as found a groove, I mean, I'm not going to say found a groove, but I mean, I think that as long as you have Luka Doncic, you'll have something to say in the playoffs. Um, Again, that's a guy you got to beat four times in two weeks. If they get messed up with the Clippers, I'm going to be crying laughing for about three, four days in a row before that first game starts. If somehow, you know, the standing show for every night, but if they still somehow match up, uh, yeah, that's going to be <laughs> For sure, but I mean, but I mean, yeah, I mean, the Mavericks is is again, Chris, uh, Christian Woods been playing great lately. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna say they found a groove, but but they for sure been playing better basketball. Uh, I it, do you think the Mavericks could use a trade? Moving on, actually, trade deadline talk number one because obviously at this point we are about a month away from the trade deadline. I think it's a very weird trade deadline because, um. I don't know if some teams want to accept that it's over. <laughs> and I don't know what teams will be like, oh, fuck it. We're just going to sell. And I don't know what teams are still going to, like, go for it. Like, for instance, teams like the Utah Jazz. 
right? Like currently mm-hmm. they sit uh they sit in 11th. They're 20 and 23. Like you said, they started off hot. Jordan Clarkson is a guy. He uh declined his uh option. Uh, well, no, no, no. He didn't have option. He declined to resign. Um, so that's a team where it's like, what do you do? Do you <laughs> try to go? You know, I mean, granted, Danny A's for the most part, his history hasn't been of a guy who's trying to tank. Um, his history hasn't been of a guy who tries to uh, put competent products on the floor and rebuild while still trying to win basketball games. Um. But yeah, like, 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 are the Mavericks a team that need a trade? Like, is there somebody out there that you think, yo, yeah, put them on the Mavericks and this would take them to a different level? Yeah, there's, I mean, a couple like, like you know, the the Wizards would have a fire sale. I think if maybe, I think Detroit they got a couple assets. If they had a fire sale, um, there's guys out there that could definitely help this team. But I'm not sure if there's really a piece out there that would put them over the top because if you add another guy to Dallas, that's not a Real stars, kind of just going to be the same thing. He's going to be another guy to stand around, or catches you. Just another guy is like another supporting cast guy, and I think they have plenty of that. So I think this team is pretty much they just got to rock with what they have, and maybe in the offseason, or maybe them they still I still think they're haunted by the fact that they just let Jalen Brunson walk. Same guy who just dropped forty four last night or the night before that, whatever that was. He's having an outstanding season in New York. They're still haunted by that. I don't think there's a guy that has just a trade away that'll put them to where, oh, they got this guy now. The Mavericks are locked to go to the championship. So, I mean, they kind of just got to rock with what they have. But, I mean, if they was to grab somebody, maybe a Boji from uh, Detroit or maybe even also like we talked about earlier, Cal Kuzma, it would help. But there's not really an over-the-top guy out there. I'm like, they need to go get him now to give Luke his first ring. What team that we haven't talked about do you think needs a trade? What team I told, um, that we haven't talked about that needs a trade? Or that we just haven't mentioned that they need to trade yet. Like, what team do you think we need um, to trade? And, and and if you could give me somebody who you think would be great, um, from there. I think if you put, mm, oh, put, mm, I mm, was more just tough. You got anything? I can't be thinking all the top. Um, put like a. I already got that. I don't know. Back on them. I mean, maybe if you do like an Alex Crusoe on the Mavericks or something like that, I think that'll help him a lot. I'm more than a, a dirty work guy. Catch, uh, get around. A, get around. Catch some lobs. I mean, yeah, yeah, catch some lobs. Just do some fly around the court for him. Um, take a little bit more pressure off Luca. That'll help. But. Mm, who else has been really in rumors like that? You expect it to be a silent deadline, or you expect it to be like a? I think we have to identify what teams are gonna say fuck it, as opposed well, to I, what teams are. Go ahead. I definitely. I mean, I know this is. I mean, if the, if the Lakers are able to get Cam Reddish from New York, I think he would help them. You keep talking about the Lakers and Cam Reddish. Well, <laughs> If they, if they, I think they don't. They don't. They're not asking for a lot. I don't even think Tom Thibodeau knows. They want uh two uh, uh a second. Yeah, I get it. They can have him for a second. I mean, I don't think Tom Thibodeau even know Cam Reddish exists. I mean, you might as well. He don't be playing them. Exactly. You got Cam Reddish. Oh, keep talking. Um, this is kind of tough for me. I can't really. We talked about. I mean, Jerry Vanderbilt is on the Jazz. If they go fire sale, I think he would drastically help out. He can help the Nets. 
he get help. You put him on damn near any contender team. Uh, Jerry Vanderbilt, if the Jazz want to go whole fire sale mode, send him to one of those better teams. Um, maybe you get also. I mean, ooh, that would be perfect. I mean, what about if the Jazz were to go whole fire sale mode? You ship Vanderbilt to Cleveland. They need. A, I think they could really use a bigger wing. Um, like Jed, I don't like Vanderbilt in Cleveland. You don't like Vanderbilt in Cleveland? I don't like their wings. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not really big on the. the see, the, I don't think the, Vanderbilt is a wing though. I think Vanderbilt is like a front court player. More of a four, you like? Yeah, I think it's more I, of a I four or five twin. I don't really think he's a front court player. I think for I mean, Cleveland, I think, I think, I think. Wait, what? Who could you? Who could? Who could Cleveland you? I think Cleveland could use like a OG and Nobly. Oh, that's nice. But see, like see, see, I was like talking to the homie about this. Uh, shout out, shout out, uh, shout out, uh, my homie Waz. Uh, we were talking about um, the Raptors, and I right, like friends, like the Raptors are like 11th, right? They're mm-hmm. 17 and 23. They're a half game back, they're a game and a half back of the uh, the uh, play in. What do you do? That's do a you good question. Go I, I, do you try, like, like, do you, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you go for it? Do you try to upgrade it? Because the Raptors, for the most part, usually they build through the draft or through trades. They're not really a – even though I've heard Toronto was a great city, the issue with that mm-hmm. is you're there doing the winter for the most part. So you there and it's cold as hell. So like, and you have assets too. So, like, what do you do if you're the Raptors? And, again, the Raptors are a team, like I said, they do have actual assets that people would want. Like, uh, OG, right? I think he leads league in steals. I think there are many teams who could use – I think the Nuggets are a team that could use OG services. That's what we had talked about. I think the Nuggets are a team that, you know, you put that next to, you know, Jokic. And now I think you really, really have something because you have a guy who is a defensive player of the year level type player. Not a guy who might necessarily win the award, but he's a guy that could, I think, anchor your defense from like whatever position that he's anchoring it from. But like, how would he, but like, how does he get there? You know, so it's like certainty. So it's like certain guys like that, or like even like the Atlanta Hawks, right? Currently, the Hawks sit at outside the play, where they're in the play in at nineteen and uh, twenty-one. You've heard rumors about John Collins. They said they want a Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert package. That's capping. You're not gonna get it. But where does like like they've been trying to trade John Collins for years? Where does he go? Who like I, they got to figure out somehow to compete. They mortgage too much of their future. For um for to get Dejounte, so they gotta they gotta figure out how to turn this shit around. I think they need to. I mean, I'm not blaming their struggles on Nate McMillan, but it seems like the team has given up on Nate McMillan. So I feel like they need to go ahead and move on from him and see if that can give them the jolt they need to get some some sort of momentum because they traded way too much to bring Dejounte from San Antonio to this team to be as bad as they are. Also, another team, the Spurs. Right? Like, you got Yakupur, you got Josh Wilson, you got Doug McDermott, all guys who I think can help some basketball team. All like any team that needs shooting, try to go get Doug McDermott. He can't be that expensive. You know, like Not let's say, I mean, I like I don't know who who let me let me look at Doug McDermott, Doug McDermott, Doug McDermott. Milwaukee, maybe. I think they could maybe use another shooter. I mean, I, I think that Bob Donovich from Detroit would probably be the Perfect thing for them, but that may be a little bit expensive. I think Dub and Dermot is probably a cheaper option. Um, Josh Richardson, who needs a Josh Richardson? Who needs a who needs a who needs a uh Yakum Who is a team that could use Yakum Purtle? Who 
random quick question for me. Hey, why, why do you think Scotty Scotty Barnes regressed to you this year? Is he who? Has he regressed to you this year? Like moved backwards pretty much in his development? Why he hasn't? I think I had high expectations for him. He's only averaging 14 points per game on 44% shooting from the field. The, uh, I don't. We can say he's. Reg- Before I speak, let me look at something real quick. What do you want to look at? It? Is stats wise? No, I'm saying guys? no, 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 not even that. Because like they have people at that position already. Like OG is still at that position. So you think they got a Clippers problem? Where <laughs> they got too many? Yeah, not not like yeah, like they have guys like, at that kind of position already. Somebody has to not eat. You know what's wild? On 2K, they have Siakam listed as the center. I don't know if you just – next time you play 2K, just scroll over no, to the Ra- no, to, no. to the Raptors. I know he's I not. He actually, no, 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 no. I think he actually does play center. center. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah I, think, I think with this thing, like, they they don't, they don't just kind of, like, play, like, a whole bunch of big people. It's like Van Vliet, <laughs> Gary Trent. I think is is Van Vliet, Gary Trent. I think it's OG, Scotty, and then Siakam. That's wild. But and also at this end, and the fact of like the fact of the matter is that Siakam has stepped up. Like Siakam is averaging twenty five this year. Last year, last year Siakam averaged twenty two. So it's like somebody has to not eat. But yeah, the Raptors are a team that I think is very um interesting. Like like they have assets. I think I think the trade deadline could be there are Eric Gordon is a guy who's been waiting to get saved for years. I think if Phoenix could figure out a way to go get an Eric Gordon or go get a uh, Jordan Clarkson or go get a Bob Donovich or go get a something, um, somebody else who could dribble and shoot, I think that would be huge for them. I just think it'll 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 be an interesting a interesting trade deadline. I think it'll be an interesting trade deadline. I was also surprised. You see, Fred Fleet turned down that money. He turned down like a hundred yeah, something million. For he better go find that contract. He, he better go find that damn contract. You better go find it, cause I don't put <laughs> it on the market. You better, he, he better go in his house. He's tripping. Sift through the documents and go find that contract. For a six-one guard, averaging eighteen, he should have took that as soon as they that money. No questions asked. But yeah, like I, I, I think it'll be interesting deadline. Like I said, I think Milwaukee could maybe, maybe use. I think maybe use one more shooter, and maybe another piece. But the thing with Milwaukee is Chris Middleton. Like if he's gonna be hurt, then like. What the fuck? But if Chris Middleton can be back and play basketball, I think that would fix a lot of Milwaukee's problems. Um, but I think they could maybe, you know, use a shooter or one more shooter. Like I said, a guy like Yakum Perto, I don't really know where he could go. Um, I think USA at the Nets, but I'm, I think people would think the Nets need need another big. But I'm not really somebody who thinks the Nets really need another big. I'm not. Now that I kind of looked into how they play, I don't think Perto would fit with the Nets. He's not switching there. That kind of ruins. He's not. You're not switching everything with Jacob. Well, y'all can yeah, I, I, yeah. So I don't really know. Um, I mean, I don't really know who would use a guy like that. As I'm looking at it, you talking about Pirtle? Uh, yeah, like, like who would who? Maybe Dallas. They put what at the what is the four right? I think Wood plays a five in Dallas sometimes. I think. I know he plays it sometimes. Does he start at the five though? I don't think. He I think he there. starts now at the five. Like maybe Dallas or something like that. I don't know. 
Um, maybe that's something the Lakers could do. I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to trade. Maybe the Warriors make a move. I don't know. Maybe they try to get some more size, more um, rebounding help. Um, but I don't know. I think it'll be an interesting uh, trade deadline. Um, I think we have to. I think. I, I think we have to identify what teams want to uh, sell, and based on that, we'll determine um, what goes on at the at the trade deadline. Because again, there's some teams where it's like, do we want to try to make the play in, or do we want to just say fuck it? <laughs> like nobody, like like for like for the most part, nobody is that far out of it. You can be a playoff team, but it's like, is it worth it for you? That's on each and every organization that's in that, you know, I want to say eighth to 12th slot, maybe even 13th slot to decide for themselves. Um, but last topic of the day, uh, the All-Star game. All-Star game, uh, All-Star predictions. Um, did you see the fan voting numbers that came back? Yeah, I did. Can you find the fan voting numbers? Do you have them on hand? Uh, I can find them real quick. I'll find them yeah, put it on pretty sure it's in this group somewhere in this group chat. Hello. Yeah. Uh currently as this uh the Eastern Conference guards, Kyrie is leading, uh, Donovan is second, James Harden is third, Jalen Brown is fourth, Trey Young is fifth, Demar is sixth, Lamelo is seventh, Tyrese is eighth, Derek Rose is ninth, and Darius Garland is tenth. Um, I think out of that group, probably Kyrie, Donovan. Harden will probably make it. Trey Young. Oh, wait. Kyrie, Donovan, Harden. Jalen Brown got to make it. Trey Young. We already have five guards. It gets tough after that. You said, um, you said after how many guards? You talking about the West? Or you said, you said I was talking about the East. It gets, it gets tough after that because I still like Garland. I like Halliburton. Lamelo. I don't think Lamelo is going to get it. He ain't played long enough. Demar, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I, I think it gets. I, Kyrie is a lot, Donovan is a lot, think Harden is a lot too, Jalen Brown is a lot, and Trey, I think it's probably a lot too based off his numbers. That last two spots or maybe one spot, depending on how many front court players they pick, is very. You gotta go. You gotta go, Halley. We talking about old, talking about like. You have to go, Halley. I think so. The the after pace is a sixty. Yeah, but you gotta go, Halley over Garland. Yeah, because you only need one off star recruiting. I don't think they need two. If, if Halliburton didn't exist, you give him two. But Halliburton is having too good of a year for them not to have. I think I think Indiana has earned an all star appearance. Somebody got to represent them. Isn't the game? Isn't the game in Indiana? No, or I could be wrong. No, it's in Jackson, no, it's Utah. Utah. It's in Utah. Okay. Uh, front court, it was Kevin Durant was leading. Giannis was second, and B was third. Tatum was fourth. Jimmy was sixth. Siakam was sixth. With no, Jimmy was fifth. Siakam was sixth. Kyle Kuzma was seventh. Paolo Bancaro was eighth. Uh, Nick Claxton was nine. Jerry Allen was tenth. I think KD is a lock. Giannis is a lock. Um, Embiid is a lock. Tatum is a lock. Kuzma has more votes than Bradley Bill. I didn't see that coming preseason. I know Siakam, player, but damn. Siakam, I think should make the team. Um. And those last two spots in the East, um, oh, Randall. I think Randall should make the team. I like how Claxton got votes. They even voted for uh, Paolo. Yeah, Paolo. Uh, I think Randall should – I think Randall should for sure make the team. Um, and Bam. I think Bam deserves it. Bam is actually having a pretty good year. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Banner's over. Jimmy, he'll probably get it, but I don't know based off of, like, how many games has Jimmy played? Jimmy has played 27 games. He's played a little bit more than half. Yeah, I guess I can give it to Jimmy. I guess that's fine. I guess Jimmy can have it. Um. So, yeah, that's that was in the East, me personally. Do you have any disagreements with that? Uh, in the East, no, not really. You said no, not not in the East. Mm -mm. Besides the Halliburton thing, and that's fair. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Uh, the Western Conference, it was guards. Steph was leading. Luca was two. Ja was three. Shea was four. Clay was fucking fifth. Russell Westbrook was six. Dane was seventh. Devin Booker was eighth. Austin fucking Reeves was nice, and Jordan Poole was tenth. Stand out the most. There's no De'Aaron Fox on the all those cards. <laughs> no De'Aaron Fox on there, but they had Jordan Poole on there and yeah, Clay. I really, I really like what All Star voting shows. It really shows us who is like famous. Like what the, it really shows. Like I think it's as far I like what it what it like highlights and shows us our face. <laughs> um, if I had to go for the All Star, go. I mean, uh, I would go. Obviously, Steph Curry. Obviously, Steph Curry, Luca, Ja, Shea. I would go Dame, and you got to go Devin Booker. You got to yeah, go. Yeah, so it's so it's six guards and six bigs. I think it could be. I think because it's like the what the, the team is twelve people, right? So I think yeah. it's the seven guards, the six bigs, or yeah. Oh, okay, it could vary. Or... Yeah. But I think I but I think I would go uh, book last. I think that's what I would do. I think that's what I would do. De'Aaron is gonna be hard to put in there. I'm not putting Clay in there. I'm not putting Jordan Poole in there. Um, yeah, I'm not putting Anthony Edwards in there. Um, I don't know what BI is if he front court or back court, but I'm not putting him in. I'm not putting. Nah, C he ain't played. He ain't played enough. Yeah, I'm uh, not putting CJ in there, even though I fuck with CJ. I'm not putting um, CJ in there. Um, not not putting Jamal Murray. Not putting Jamal Murray at all in there. Not putting Chris Paul in there this year. No hell no. <laughs> uh, no. So yeah, in the West we have LeBron James, Jokic, Anthony Davis, Zion, Andrew Wiggins, Paul George, Laurie Marketing, Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard, Kevon Looney. I mean, I think Bron is a lock, Jokic is a lock, AD should be a lock, Zion is a lock. Then it should get tricky. Zion is a lock. You said Bron. Unlock, and then the last spot is tricky. Okay, or the last two spots. Yeah, I'm a last two or three. I'm gonna go Sabonis or Paul George. How many? How many? How many? How many? <laughs> okay, PG played thirty games. All right, Paul George, Sabonis. And I guess we can go Laurie Marketing. Would you be mad at going Laurie Marketing? I'm not mad at going Laurie Marketing. I guess mm -hmm. we can go Laurie Marketing. I guess we yeah, can go be, Laurie Marketing around it. I, I, I see Laurie Marketing shoot a couple threes in uh, the All Star game. That'd be, especially since the game is in Utah. Like you said, that'd be you, nice you to have need, one. You do need one, a Utah representative. He might dunk on somebody or some shit like that. <laughs> he might get a slipper like. dunk. Yeah, dunk. yeah, facts. He, he got a couple poses this year. No, yeah. he dunked the shit out of Vucevic. See, he boomed on Vucevic. I did see that. Destroy Vucevic. So yes, yes, yes. Laurie does have a couple bodies uh, this season that he a uh, couple uh, souls that he uh, snacks this season. Um, but I think we can leave it there for today. Uh, we can reconvene next week. Do you have any last words? For this pod, 
No, I don't think so. But Lakers play off lock. Don't let them sneak up, be healthy, be somebody. I'm coming for a lot of people. Promise you that. Uh, my last words are: I'm beating you in fantasy basketball this week. Uh, yeah. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Beating you in fantasy basketball. And I also should have took that Zach Levine trade when you offered it to me. I should have took it. I had a fire. Hey, even Ron, he he wouldn't take Zach Levine either. I I tried to. I'm trying to help people out. They don't. People don't understand. I told them. I I probably told you too. It's coming. I'm going to run. You don't want to hear me. When I listen, I'm off my team. To trading, I'm the best at trading, bro. So like, just hear me out when I want to offer you somebody. I'm not. I know how to make sure both parties benefit. But who did you but, want? But 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 I'm no. Who did I'm you want off my right team? Now. I'm gonna look right now. What RJ or some shit like that? RJ, I doubt I wanted RJ. When why you give me him? Then you should have gave me his ass. Um, I probably wanted. No hmm, team is interested. I tell you, I got some hitters. Let me get AD. No. No. He's not even playing. Not, no, because when he comes back, no, I'm not giving you Anthony Davis. No, bro. No. Fuck out of here. Gee, what I'm about not, who? You're not trading Rudy, your buddy. You're not trading him. I trade Rudy. Rudy and Green. What? Two people? For Zach? Bro, Levine is bro. He he got his knee back. Yeah, but two people. <laughs> yeah, I throw in like Wendell Carter or something. Hmm. <laughs> Did I forget to? Oh, I didn't put Levine in yesterday. That's interesting. I want to think about that. Well, I ain't trade with you this week though, because we ain't at war. All right, for sure. Let me update my. I'm thinking about it. All right, let me update my lineup right now. Okay, so for those that don't know, we are playing against each other. Here's my team: Steph Curry, Jalen Green, Kelvin Johnson, Harrison Barnes, Rudy Gobert, Dennis Schroeder, Draymond Green, Kevin Love, Spencer Dinwiddie, Terry Rozier, Ben Simmons, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Herter, Anthony Davis, and Joe has De'Aaron Fox, Colin Sexton, Marcus Morris, Jeremy Grant, DeAndre Ayton, Austin Reeves. Kelly Olenek, Giannis, Zion, but that's fire. Franz Wagner, Zach Levine, Bogdanovich, OG, uh, uh, OG, and Wendell Carter. Bro, my, my team is better. <laughs> not really, bro. If I'm healthy, it's not really better, bro. See, I got to get my game together. I'm only 66. If I'm, again, if my team is healthy, if my team is healthy, not really. But like I said, we can um leave it there for the pod. Appreciate all y'all that you know watched us and have been watching us over over the years. Thank you. And um, Joe, get your plug in. Tell them where they can find you at. Um, give me on Twitter at the Joe with two S J O L T S S. Give me on the gram, Joe R Wilson. I think I'm gonna cover the Corbett City game tonight on the Hoops and Bruise account. Um, I'm gonna coach my first game next week by myself. Middle school going for the championship. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. But yeah, stay up over this rain clear up. We good over here, and that's it for me. Thank y'all. Um, as always, man, follow me on Twitter at Pavrud. That's P A V Y World, all one word. Um, I got a show Saturday, actually. Well, not Saturday, that's Sunday. Cool. Uh, at NoHo, it's at this um day party. I will be posting details. Um, on my page is forty. It was uh the party is forty nine. I'm not sure what time I go on. Um, I'm sure I know that closer to the end of the week. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, if you in L A, stay dry. Sun is out right now, but again, stay dry, uh, stay up, and 
until next time, man, we will holla at you.